amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And so Varney, hopefully by now everyone knows that we are really, really lucky that we were able to get our two dads on the show regularly, Mike and Brian. They're doing Braving the Elements and it's always great to see them and visit with them. But it's especially awesome considering how busy they are working on the all new Avatar Studios content. Yes, indeed. I will say I agree with you. I will back you up and say we definitely never take for granted how lucky we truly are. But I would say also that luck sort of extends out to other brilliant and wonderful friends in the Avatar Studios world as well, some of whom we've already had on the podcast. But there are a couple of people that we are definitely in very regular touch with we've been dying to have on the show. Yes. And before we introduce them, let me just address that we can't promise to pull too many Avatar Studio secrets out of them, but we can promise that they are part of the Avatar family and that you are going to be very glad to get to know this episode right here. Yes. Yes. Let's bring in our buddies. Please welcome Isabella Betcher and Pramod Manyan. Hello, friends. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Hi, guys. Thanks. Hi. Thanks for having us. This is very exciting. (laughs) I'm happy to have some other Avatar Studio people on the podcast with me and Janet. We travel throughout the country and whatnot, and people are asking us all these secrets, and we tell them we don't know. Can you tell them that me and Varney definitely don't know any of the secrets? (laughs) That's why we brought you on, to to assure people we don't know. Yes, they do not know. No offense, you guys, but we do not share anything with you. They can't. Exactly. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. We have too big of mouths. We can't. You, know. you have a platform. You have a podcast. You can make. That's right. So many friends that way. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, so, Isabella, tell us what your title is so we know what realm you're operating in. The realm I operate in. I'm the creative executive for Avatar Studios. Um, and I operate in a few different realms. So I'm doing creative spirit development. Realm. Spirit Spir- realm? Yeah, most primarily <laughs> spirit realm. Absolutely. Primarily. Um, <laughs> it's a higher level of thinking. Guys. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers, but Isabella's an avatar. Okay, yeah, next. that's so how right. I got the job. So um, right. I'm the avatar. Uh, I believe that. So development on all the different projects we're working on. And then we're doing a bunch of cool consumer products things wow. from games to toys to books to comics Yay. to all that. So... I help to manage that along with a bunch of other handy people, including awesome. Promote. Promote. Yeah. Hello. Now, tell us your title, but we probably might want to tack some extra stuff onto your official title. Yeah. Well, I am the studio assistant here at Avatar. Um, really grateful to be here because it's such a such a great job where you can put your hand in every pot and it's like you get to work directly with the creators, with our two dads, as you guys say. Yes. And like Isabella says, we do a lot of awesome stuff. In all aspects, especially even, you know, consumer products, games, books, comics. It's like everything you get to see about Avatar. Love it. But you are also very well versed in the Avatar verse. And we have absolutely shouted you out on the show before for helping us with accuracies and inaccuracies. Um, Promote has saved our butts, I would say a couple of times from things that either a guest said unintentionally or that one of us said or we were under the misconception of or we just misspoke in the moment. Because the funny thing is when you're recording a podcast, sometimes you get wrapped up in stuff and you just like misspeak. And we all know how connected and smart and aware and how much you are carefully listening, friends out there. So please know that having someone on our side who's like, hey, everybody, uh, I went ahead and listened to the episode and you called Azula uh, Ty Lee. I mean, I don't think we've done anything that egregious, but I am so glad that you have caught a couple of things that like 
I think maybe even our two dads don't catch. So we, you're a little bit of I a I was prodigy. about to say, Janet, even in our meetings, sometimes yeah. the guys will say something and promote will like message me on the side and be like, actually, canonically, it doesn't really work. And yes. I'll be like, promote has something to say because <laughs> he <laughs> saves our butts That's every day. <laughs> there has to be a keeper of the lore. That's I mean, right. our world is expanding. It's it's not just one show, not just two shows. Now it's, it's ever expanding and as it gets more expansive and gets more details, like Filoni has become the keeper of the lore over like yeah. over the Star Wars world mm-hmm. like yeah. as our world expands and becomes more enriched yeah. we're going to need a keeper of that lore to keep us all on the same timeline here you know He's our historian for sure. Yeah. Our historian. historian. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a great <gasps> side effect of having grown up watching these shows and just being so enamored by them that you keep rewatching and rewatching mm-hmm. and now all of this knowledge sits in my head and before this job you're like well when is that ever going to come in handy? <laughs> Yeah. All the time. Wait, promote. tell them when you found out you had this job. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, so I've been listening to this podcast from the first episode since you guys even, like, announced it. And I am a huge super fan, so that's why I started listening to it. My first time I got called for an interview at Avatar Studios, I was sitting in my car, driving home from work, listening to your podcast. You were? Wow. We didn't know that story. That's amazing. (laughs) It gets even better because... When I got the call that, like, we want you on Avatar Studios, I was also listening to another episode of the podcast, <laughs> driving home from work. <laughs> Isabel, you guys got the right guy. I know. We got so lucky. Oh. But I have to just expand on that story. He was listening, I believe, to the Eric Coleman episode oh. when he found oh, out he yes. got the job. Wow. And Eric Coleman is our boss. So it's funny <laughs> because he was listening to the show with the You really did that research before <laughs> the, the initial interview. It's like, I actually know what your voice sounds like. I, I'm glad. I'm- yeah. <laughs> I came well prepared for that. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, definitely did not know that story. I can't believe how beautifully that's all lined up. Uh, Avatar, Isabella, does, were you in the spirit world, like massaging things so that all of that timing would work out so magically yes. and perfectly? Great. Yes. Well, we met Promote and I was like, we need him. Yes. Send uh, sound waves through the podcast there you go. to let him know. Yeah, that was how we did it. She's the Avatar, you guys. That's fantastic. You. So, Promote, you said you kind of grew up on the show. Is that so? You discovered Avatar when? Oh, when I was like. 10 years old when I was watching Avatar wow. as it was coming out. This is like a terrible thing to say to the people that like have worked on the show, but I was very young when the show came out. I remember the advertisement of Sozin's Comet so vividly because I was so excited for that like four part finale. That I was like, this is the best show ever. We're glad you grew up with us. <laughs> You're a full grown man. I feel yeah. like we meet so many young fans now that I got to tell you, I'm relieved that you were alive when the show was on. This is true. I was fully prepared for you to be like, and once I got to be 10 years old, my parents dusted off the DVDs and like put them in. He was literally just born. Yeah. So, just a tiny, born. tiny baby. Uh, no, I'm totally relieved. Uh, Isabella, what about you? When did you discover the Avatar verse? I um, discovered it also when I was a kid, although I'm, I'm a little older than Promote. Um, but I'd wa- I have older siblings, so I watch it with my older siblings. Okay. And then rediscovered it, as so many did during COVID, because in an attempt to give myself some sort of routine during those dark, dark days, uh, I started doing Saturday morning cartoons. So (laughs) I would put on Avatar while I had my breakfast on Saturday mornings. And and then I got this job. That was before I (laughs) had the job. So it worked out really nicely. (laughs) God, in my mind, you've been working on Avatar Studios longer than the pandemic. And also Avatar Studios hasn't been around that long. So I don't know how. It's not. But we all know the time lost all meaning during the pandemic. So Oh, yeah. It feels like it was before the pandemic. It feels like it's been years. (laughs) No, it was the middle. And honestly, it's so weird because i've only met mike and brian in person maybe four times and we've been working together almost two years which is crazy oh that's so crazy that's wild (laughs) i mean again not to pry but how much can you tell us about what you're what you're doing after our studios with respect to what your roles are there yeah i mean we're coming up with a lot of really cool stories along with the guys and some other cool people we've brought in to help us out and It's a small crew, small but mighty, but it is 
wild how much we've grown. I was actually the first hire, so it's weird (laughs) that now I have so many coworkers. (laughs) Um, And everything's constantly changing and evolving and to see how where like a toy concept was a year ago and now it's a real thing i walk by in the store is really weird like it's oh, it's really wow. strange but yeah. yeah as far as like content development that's a really big part of our jobs and like i said promote is incredibly helpful in that because he helps keep us on track with the canon of the story. And it's all been over Zoom, though. Like, we're doing all these writing meetings and things over Zoom. So it's a little... When I don't have to use Zoom anymore, I'll be very happy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know Dante and I are spoiled because we get to see each other in person doing cons and stuff. If we didn't have that, we would be like... Mm -hmm. But for the fan base out there, Isabella, what I'm I'm ascertaining is that there's multiple stories going on that are being developed, multiple stories, and many, many different tangible things we can touch also, whether they be toys or games or other things that we all can look forward to uh, touching and watching and experiencing. That's what I'm getting. Am I wrong, Barney? Sounds like it to me. In a very vague way. That's safe to say. I think that's safe to say. (laughs) There's a lot of stories across many different mediums that are being developed and explored. And I know Dante already told this to uh, Brian, but anybody wants to make Dante a toy drill from the drill uh, he the is drill. ready yeah. to go. He I like a remote drill. control drill. Drill through his own walls. <laughs> I want to drill through walls. I want to drill through the neighbor's yard under the fence. I want to just make a <laughs> drill wall. If we can get Azula and the rest of the Mean Girls to jump out and do stuff, that'd be awesome. Also, <laughs> but uh, just a full-on power drill remote mm-hmm. control would be great. <laughs> <I don't> think- <laughs> We're ready for the whole tool set. This is going to be great. Oh, that's very exciting. Okay, before we get into our Avatar questions, what are your backgrounds? Like, we know that you both love the Avatarverse. What else brought you into the fold in terms of maybe what you'd gone to school for or what you did before or anything anything like that that can sort of put um, give us a, a mental picture? Yeah, where context? did you come from? Yeah, I mean, I came out of college. This is only like my second, third job out of college. Um, I worked as an assistant on uh, TV sets. Uh, I worked at, on the uh, Sex and the City reboot. Oh, and sure. So it's a huge difference to what I'm doing now, but animation had always been the goal. Yeah. Nice. And I just I studied writing and communication. So to be writing and communicating with Avatar is just amazing. Love it. Isabella, what about you? Um, I had a weird path. I actually, when I moved to LA, I fell into the talent world. And I was in talent for most of my career out here. I worked in digital talent specifically. Um, So YouTubers and TikTokers and influencers and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was my my bread and butter. And I um, had always wanted to do writing and TV production. That's what I had studied in school. But sometimes you kind of just take the jobs you can get when you move out here. And was very fortunate to have some really awesome mentors in uh, my other positions who were very supportive of my goal of working more in a creative development capacity. And I was at Nickelodeon working in their digital department with their YouTube talent and that kind of world and started just meeting a bunch of people, talking to as many people as I can, putting out the word that I was looking for something. I think that's the biggest thing. Be vocal about what you want. Yeah. And um out of the blue, I got an email that was just like, hey, do you like Avatar? And I was like, yeah, I'm alive. Um, so I'm a person. I live and breathe. I have lungs I, and a yes. brain. <laughs> I'm here on this planet. So, yes, I, I do love Avatar. And they were like, great. You're going to meet with Mike and Brian tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So to this day, I don't know who put my name up for this. I don't know how that came up, but I think it was just from shouting from the rooftops that I was looking yes. for something new that somehow this came into my lap. So I got yeah, very lucky. Me neither, which is, is this how Avatar used to work before we got here that they just like cold emailed <laughs> people about like, do you want to work for Avatar? Cause I got, I got that same email. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you, you, how do you submit it for something at Nick? I submitted for something, but I never heard back and I sort of yes, lost. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I can answer that question. (laughs) We pulled your resume from some other applications because it matched our what we were looking for. Whoa! We talked to a lot of awesome people, but 
promote is 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 just fabulous. So wow, that was really well. Even I didn't know. You know what's <laughs> what's crazy? Mm-hmm. We did Avatar seventeen plus years ago, and I was part of the original crew doing it. It is wonderful to see this generation that actually grew up with Avatar. Like they grew up; it's part of their the way they see the world. It kind of sh- helps shape yeah. how they experience things. And now they're working on this iteration of of the Avatar verse and where we're going. And I I find it so exciting to see yeah. cats like you that are like on the team now. That I mean, to a degree, is like you just your life as long as you can remember back, you know, 10 it's like Avatar has been in the world and that's wonderful. It's kind of, I can't wait to see what the whole new team, new gang puts together and where where we all get to go. I I can't wait to see it. Well, it shows like Avatar that made me want to work in uh, young adult children's television in Mm -hmm. the first place because I used to babysit and some of the stuff I was watching with these kids, I was (laughs) like, this isn't great. I know kids and Young adult TV yeah. can be great because I watched it. I watched Avatar growing up. Like, I know that it's possible to present challenging, inspiring, exciting storylines to kids that also appeal to adults and all audiences. And so, yeah, that working here is definitely a dream come true and right on track with where I wanted to be. It does oh, yeah. spoil you. The show definitely spoils you. Like, yes. I mean, just for us doing the podcast, so much in my life is filtered through that lens now where, you know, it it kind of already was through Cora, but then to be getting so close, up close and personal in the best possible way with the first series, I do feel like I, I compare things happening in my life and in the world. What is it that you're taking in? What are you consuming with your heart? What are you watching? What is it, you know, right. what's provocative? Because that is, it's we're such comparative species. You know what I mean? We're, we're so like, how do I understand this? Well, I can look at this, 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 and this, and this, and maybe that will help me understand this thing I'm going through. And if you have Iroh fresh in your mind from just having watched an episode, you're probably in pretty good shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, oh yeah. I was overcomplicating this. It's actually really simple. So you're so right, Isabel, like wanting kids to have access to something that is both entertaining and is like this is shaping like dante said like this is shaping who you are as a person it's a big deal amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com all right, we did prepare some special Avatar-specific questions. Okay. Because we love you. Okay, let's start with a couple of basics. Dante, kick us off. Okay, so we are in the middle of book two. What are your two favorite episodes from book two? Isabella, what's your first pick that you want us all to talk about? Uh, the library. Yes. Yay! I love the library. Um, it's I like the beginning initially with all the little groundhog things popping up because oh. it reminds me of meerkat manor yes which was, it does me too <laughs> yes. yes a show i treasured um it's another show we watched during covid we watched those little yeah. meerkats do their, their, their thing there's so much drama in meerkat <laughs> culture um that beginning that's one of my favorite things yeah one of my favorite things in the series period certainly in terms of comedy like that's hard i was that's about to, to say touch. hard to touch like Toph is my favorite character, and um, this is such a good Toph episode for just her quips and yes, all her yes. moments. And like when it's just her and Appa, and she's like, "How's it going?" <laughs> like it's just so good. Yeah. Like it's my favorite. And then also when they we do they do the amazing animation of Sokka going the library. I <laughs> I die every time. So it's my favorite. That's a great episode. And then her emotional turmoil at the end, the I end know. of the episode. I know, and then it's heartbreaking. A lot happens. It's heartbreaking. I know. She's little doing the best she can, but no one can do it all. And Not all the time. Not all yeah. the time. And then I, I love that there's little hints of what's to come too. Like in the library, Aang pulls out a book, and there's and what we saw, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like foreshadow alert, but like foreshadow alert. <laughs> <laughs> like the lion turtle drawing. He's like, look at this. And like we know yes. later we're gonna see that. So yes, that was indeed. fun. Yeah, and stuff we've seen before. And it's just I just like that. It was yeah. <laughs> My so favorite. Good. Did our archaeologist guy he's just dead. He's in there just reading till he dies. <laughs> Don't yeah, we I mean, see we see him, him? in Cora. Yeah. yeah, we see him in Cora. He yeah. is. He died there doing what he loved. It was a he good did. life, at least. He enjoyed it. Okay. He did. <laughs> I actually spent some time thinking about this because I was like, how long could he have lived down there just reading? Yeah. And I think that the foxes would have brought him food and stuff is what I decided. Okay. I agree. Even Wan Chi Tong, like once you know this person has no intention of leaving, then... Mm-hmm. It's like he presented himself as the ideal human, you know, considering that the owl spirit had been disappointed time and again, including by our own team. Yes. With the fact that they wanted to take and use knowledge in the outside world. But then you have somebody who's like, I'm just a scholar. I don't need to ever leave these walls. Mm -hmm. I'm content to just learn and be here and enjoy. I feel like the foxes and the owl spirit would be like, you know what? You're our new roommate. Like, we'll take care mm-hmm. of you, Good. you know? Yeah. He was like the human embodiment of Wan Chi Tong. Wan Chi Tong just wanted yes. to collect all of this knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's what yes. the, the professor wanted. Yes. So that's what we're developing, actually, is a TV show about the friendship of Wan Chi Tong <laughs> and the archaeologist. It's a buddy comedy. <laughs> what I like to see is the owl, like an owl does to his young, just chew the food and then feeds it to the archaeologist. <laughs> Baby birds him. He baby birds him. <laughs> but then the foxes like to steal stuff. So just right as it's about to go into his mouth, a little fox goes, Phew, and then just catches the food. This is, this is great work, guys. We're going to take this back to Avatar Studios. Yeah. New spinoff, <laughs> you guys. Is, New it spinoff. It's so easy to develop stuff, you guys. We wrote six musicals. <laughs> Come on. We had Catherine Rose and we had Daniel on here. Now we're just writing shows left we and right. The this owl is so spirit, easy. Bird baby and the archaeologist. What's going on? This is fire stuff. Yeah. We're pitching this to Nickelodeon right now. Fantastic. Um, Promote, what's your first one you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I mean, just choosing is the hardest part, right? And so this one, I was stuck between two. And I was leaning just a little bit towards the blind bandit. Because the introduction, again, like Isabella said, the introduction of Toph. Come on, it's amazing. All time great. All time great. Yeah, the boulder, the hippo. Um, It was such a great episode for like the humor of it. Just watching this little girl beat up all these big guys. And then (laughs) it got so emotional. And the whole wrestling like kind of theme that was going on that a lot of us had grown up with. And then for the little girl to come out and you're like, what? That's (laughs) a blind bandit? And then she's just so she's the best ever. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I just also got to say, like, for a show that's on Nickelodeon, for have the most powerful fighter be a little girl. Like, that's so cool for yes. that age group to be watching and be like, oh, I am just as powerful. And like, to find I'm out that's not how they originally planned it. No. Is no, that it's crazy? Not. It's like, what? Yeah. You guys didn't plan it like this? Like, no, that's not how it really originally was. We're like, it was supposed to be like a bigger guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show you, like, you think everything's planned out in the universe, but like, no, there's like these happy accidents happen and, and it's even better than you planned. Yeah. You can't get too attached to any idea because the a better idea could always be right around the corner. And that's, that's something true. that that's a good lesson as a writer to dealing with mind. every day. We're not too precious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a really you good point. You have to be willing to kill your darlings. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. day. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. I love these two episodes like being talked about back to back too, because if you just told somebody who didn't know anything about Avatar, like for example, there's um, you know, like a huge library in the middle of a desert that contains like all knowledge, you know, but it's mostly buried because a spirit buried it. And they're really like, oh, that huh? sounds cool. And then you're like, and what? then there's this episode where a bunch of pro wrestlers get together. And like, <laughs> and there's, you know, saying? it's like a wrestling tournament. You'd be like, that's not the same show. I don't see how that can be right. the same show. It's like, and then tonally, the episodes can be so different, yet all feel like canon. So, like you preserve the DNA. But so many episodes in book two have the opportunity to just like stretch to the limits of kind of what the Avatarverse can sustain in a way, you know? It's like it all comes down to the characters and like the way the guys were planning it out. Like you have these crazy episodes and you can see that it comes from the characters and it's driven by that. And, you know, we talked heavily about Toph right now. And when I think about the gang, we talked about Toph and we talked, you know, Katara, Sokka. And you don't realize as we were going through book two, like she finally gets her in book two. I mean, the blind. I know we're like looking at our watch. We're like, 
I mean, oh my goodness, I, I forgot gonna... that she doesn't come until, but yeah. it's like so. It's just not my. I don't remember it like that. I remember them all together yeah. the whole time. I don't remember and the first season not having her. Which exactly. Is <laughs> like I yeah. retcon her into the first season. <laughs> Me whenever too. I think <laughs> Me too. Uh, great choices. Great choices. So those are the first two. We got the blind bandit. We have the library. So what's your second favorite episode in book two? Um, second favorite, like promote said. I, listen, they're all my favorites. They're but, all another. They're also. Um, I love Lake Loud Guy. I love a good conspiracy. And so when that happened, I was like, oh, man, like, this is crazy. Like, I just had a blast watching that one with all its twists and turns and yeah. the part where it's Jet and Smellerby and Toff's like, they're neither of them are lying. I was like, for right. me, it's always been a very memorable episode. It's some high-end writing for a kid's show. This is like some motion picture <laughs> twists and turns. and Yeah. It's like, hi, yeah. kids. Instead of your breakfast cereal, would you like some caviar and truffles? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Judy is a horror movie character. Like, let's oh, put a horror Judy. movie character in this show. Oh, yeah. And then you have so much sympathy for her, too. You, you know, you, mm -hmm. you get to see very quickly, like, she herself is not sinister. It's what she represents that's incredibly sinister. Right. This is just yeah. this poor woman who deserves better. I do want to point out, that you did pick two episodes that greatly feature something underground. So I'm just want you to bring that up in therapy. No, I'm totally kidding. But like, no. Okay. This is, I know we're going to get to this question later. <laughs> I'm just saying they're very different. And yet there are two. We're going to get this question later, but we already figured out this okay. part of the test. Yeah. No, but yeah. you guys asked where you'd like to visit from book two and stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, stay wonderful. tuned. Yeah. It's an amazingly sophisticated episode like Lao Guy. It's great. And you know, if you are a Manchurian candidate fan, or if you're, you know, if you're an adult watching with your kids and you you think about like alkaline lake where the wolverine goes like under it's sinister things are happening for him under a lake right. as well like this idea of these underground layers where suspicious activity is happening is like you isabella it's kind of a favorite that and like conspiracy is like yeah let's get into it let's break this thing wide open like suddenly i become a hard-hitting yes. journalist <laughs> it's highbrow stuff though because even when yes. i was watching i was like what hold on a second what happened oh oh yeah he was getting and i love i love any episode with jet Jet's my boy. And, yeah. I know, oh, Jet's of course. Boy. And there was some heavy emotional stuff there with Zuko and Iroh that was like mm -hmm. really kind of like very true. it felt different. Like, oh, this is a whole different thing going on and it changes. That quote from Iroh in the tunnel, it was just like, you need to look inside yourself, Prince Zuko. Yes. Who are you mm -hmm. and what do you, mm -hmm. want? What do you want? And that is a great line. That's the it's meme of all so memes good. right there. And just even Mako's performance, it oh. just mm -hmm. felt different. It kind of shook me, even watching it again in present time, just as a fan watching it, let alone performing it with him. It just kind of like gave a different reality to the show and to especially that relationship is like, oh, Zuko has to change. He can't keep going in this path that he's on. Mm -hmm. And it's... You'll see Iroh yell at him like that. <laughs> I mean, Iroh yelled at him like emotionally. You know, you just feel all your dad, all your coaches that have raised their voices at you at any time. It's like, I, you felt it right there in that moment. Like, oh... Oh, yeah, I, I could be better. Wait, yeah. Dante and Janet, can I ask you a question? I mean, I know we haven't gotten into Corey yet on the podcast, but as you're recapping these podcast episodes, are you remembering when you recorded them and like what you felt when you recorded those lines? Like, is that sometimes when it happens, yeah. we can remember something. We haven't got to Cora yet. I can't yeah. wait to go in on Varney during Cora. But yes, <laughs> we've got on some moments about do you remember this scene? This this moment this yeah and there's there's all kinds of memories but it's been so far back for me that i've also this is really my first time watching the show in chronological mm. order and a lot of actors we just kind of do it and the experience is doing it and, and, and learning the story as you do it and then rarely i've definitely never gone back like this and had to yeah. watch it and really think about you know you go watch a movie you can watch an episode of something you did years later but you're not like talking about it with anybody yeah to any real extent mm -hmm. this is like oh we really gotta like check this out. So it's really almost a new experience for me to see all these episodes in a new space and time. And, uh, and it's a weird thing. Cause part of it's like the memory of doing it and being there with some people or wherever I was in the world. Cause I had to do a lot of stuff remote if I was working. And then just this new feeling of just being a fan who's also mm -hmm. lived with it for the last 17 years and go, wow, this is actually more beautiful 
looking at it now or feeling it now or, you know, it's great. Well, I think, too, awesome. it's been really fun seeing you in this sort of in-between, like, general Iroh age of, you yeah. know, you're not Iroh and you're not Zuko. You're almost like Iroh and Korra in terms of, like, where you are in your life. And you're right, able right. to remember a younger Dante and what he was going through and see totally. this bigger picture parallel that you wouldn't have been able to see at the time. And now you can like look back and go, you know, wow, there was some real parallels happening with Zuko that I wasn't even thinking about in the moment. Cause you needed that perspective of yours. hundred yeah. percent. It's great. And it's wild. Cause we talked about this earlier about being spoiled. Like me and Varney, like we're part of a great Korra a- avatars. Like, we've been working for many years in the industry and we've done many projects and you kind of take for granted how great this project is. You know, you guys are working in maybe different parts of your career, but you may move on to other things that aren't as good as this. And sometimes you take for granted the things that you're working on, how great they may be. And then for us having the chance to really look at it and break it down and like honor it really. Yeah. At the end of the day, like we're kind of, this whole podcast is about honoring this kind of special thing that we're a part of. And yeah, that's a different feeling. And it's, it's really cool because you don't know the things you do that become important things. We just do things. I'm just having a good time doing it. <laughs> awesome. and we're having a good time listening. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. love to hear it. Now, we know that we're incredibly fortunate to be doing what we're doing. I think it's a group of people who all share that common feeling, which is gives me so much excitement about what's still to come. Speaking of what's still to come... What about our final episode? Ramoth, what's your favorite second episode book two? Mine is, and I'm, I'm cheating a little here because I'm going to use the two-parter and I'm okay. going to talk oh, about the season finale. going to use the two-parter. Technically, no one said he couldn't. I'm finding the loopholes, Janet. Oh, you really uh, but are. I respect it. The finale was, and a lot of people will say that, like, you know, book two's finale wasn't as good as book one or book three. Obviously, amazing season finale is all three of them. But yeah. I personally loved the story on book two. Um, the first half with Aang going to the Eastern Air Temple, talking to the guru. And you get this huge look into the lore of the Avatar and how the Avatar is so spiritually connected and has to clear his chakras in order to unlock the Avatar state. And it's an amazing journey that we watch Aang go on. And the gang, like, splits up for a second. Um, And then it all comes together in this amazing finale. You see the invention of, and I don't know, maybe we're getting too far. Maybe we're foreshadow alerts, but... We're foreshadowing a little bit. I mean, listen, if folks don't want to hear this, I imagine you've seen all the episodes more than once. But if you haven't, feel free to (laughs) skip ahead probably 30 seconds to a minute. You're fine. (laughs) But yeah, and the invention of metal bending. And that's this episode has it all... And I personally just love watching the finale and you see, you know, Zuko struggling with his decision. And it's like every character has this amazing journey that they go on in this book. I'm impressed because we, you know, I asked um, some social media questions quite some time ago, definitely asked people about their favorite episodes in book two. And while Blind Bandit is way up there and Crosswords of Destiny, there's definitely love there. I'm impressed that neither of you picked Zuko alone or Tales of Bossing Say or Appa's Lost Days. And I suspect that part of that is that you probably didn't pick some of those because you knew other people like you knew that they're like everybody talks about those episodes as like you know Janet, you only said two i know totally <laughs> no but like i'm glad that because i feel like we've talked about the other ones so much it's wonderful to get some love for for episodes like like Lao guy which is like such a phenomenal episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well honestly for me my favorite episodes are when the gang is all together yes and all those episodes mm-hmm. are very individualized and so I mean, I enjoy those episodes a lot, but for me, I remember watching that kind of block of episodes and being really happy when we got back to everyone just being together again. I was like, yay, okay, we're back. The gang is (laughs) back together. Yeah, that's my favorite. That makes total sense. Um, Well, speaking of characters being together, we also (laughs) came up with some other questions for you. Um, They are character specific. So let's start with... um, from each of you, promote. we want to hear from you first. Which character, this can go for all of these questions, which character from book two, and they can be the leads that we know and love, they can be smaller one-off characters. And this will be the first question we ask. Character, promote that you would most like to go on a vacation with. 
So I I had a hard time picking because every character is so funny in this show and they all have their own humor. But then I thought about it in sort of a different way. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to take Boomy because <gasps> that would be fun. I feel like Boomy knows how to make no, Boomy anything. Boomy knows how to party. Part- yeah, exactly. He knows how to make anything crazy. <laughs> He'll take it up to 11. Yeah. Um, we'll go sliding down the mm. tubes in Omashu. So that sounds like a great vacation. Boomy's a good one. Great, great choice. Isabella, what about you? He'd also be exhausting a little bit. <laughs> He's the guy that never <laughs> runs out of energy. He's a homie. <laughs> he never runs out of energy. Two days at, like into the vacation. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to sit this one out tonight. Why don't you just guys go out? I'm going to like... Uh, recharge and then let's get breakfast and then we'll get back into it but tonight you know what i'm saying totally, <laughs> he's out till totally. breakfast that's boom yep. oh, he's going yep. hard sure. every night i just gotta say off of the slides and omashu thing my personal dream this is not something that's happening i want to be clear is to open an avatar the last airbender water park and have there be omashu <laughs> slides everywhere how so rad fun. would that be, That'd be, awesome. be so, by so, the way so this fun. is not happening you guys just so you know again, we're not doing do not, that but again, this would be great <laughs> mike and brian will probably be like mad i'm <laughs> do not report this as news um isabella who would you like to go on a vacation with kind of for the opposite reasoning from promote i choose may no. i know may. that's a weird choice I but here's why shout out to Ooh. may i have a hard time shutting down like shutting off and just relaxing and not doing anything and i think having her on the trip with me would be really helpful to make me to just stop like i am i am the person who's like we go on a trip and i'm like here's the itinerary and all that right and then my boyfriend's the person who's like let's sit on the beach all day and i need that you know so love it yeah i would take may i feel like she would Center me. a good hang. I mean, she was bored <laughs> with great. her parents at wherever she was. So, so she wants to do cool stuff. She wants to be in a cool situation, mm-hmm. but she's not like going boomy. Uh, no, she's going <laughs> to like you know take it in. She's going to experience it. She wants to be the cool place. Totally. She may not be partying all night. <laughs> Which is my style. Like, I don't want to party oh, that's great. all night. So that's great. Shout out to me. That's oh, great. Okay, Dante, what's our next question for these guys? Which character from book two would you like to have argue on your behalf in court. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Azula because I Oh think my goodness. <laughs> You're I in think trouble. I, I, I would win. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would win because she would scare everybody in court. <laughs> and they would say She's sending lightning bolts to whoever's against you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They would say charges dropped. Oh you may goodness. go. Please take this woman with you. So I love Azula. She's my sister. I hate her. You remember how she got yeah. Ty Lee to come on the adventure with her? Yeah. She yeah. was like, guess what, Ty Lee? I'm going to burn all your yeah. equipment and make this the most death-defying job you can think yeah. about. But can I tell you something, Dante? She got yeah. results. All right? Very persuasive. <laughs> I'm trying not to go to jail in this case. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. She doesn't know nothing but 100. Yeah. That's all she knows. So, I mean, I can see that. Mm-hmm. She's like, your honor, permission to scorch the bench? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> permission granted. Oh, wonderful. Well, all right. Promote. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say because you did not approve of Isabella's Azula choice. <laughs> I That came out of left field. I did not know she was going to do that tactic of just intimidate the witness. <laughs> Never sue me. <laughs> no way. My answer, so I was thinking that could go the silly option because we have seen Sokka do it, but I'm going to go with Toph because who better to represent you than someone who knows who's telling the truth. That's so true. That's, That's pretty really good. good. Justice is blind. Oh, Justice that's a good blind. one, Dante. Justice is blind. But, promote. what if you're the one not telling the truth? Oh. <laughs> She's my attorney. She would know. And okay. we've discussed beforehand. He's protected. Attorney client privilege. That is an amazing answer. Okay. Next question from each of you. Promote. let's start with you. What character would you let borrow money from you? Yeah, so this one, I'm going to go with the safe option. I'm going to go with Katara. And I'm going to pull a little bit foreshadow from book three. But like when we see them in the runaway and they're sort of like trying to make some money, Katara was the nice one. Katara wanted to keep things fair. So I trust that she'd pay me back. That's true. She did steal the water scroll. 
Side note. Oh, well. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew Those you were like, can't wait to bring up the ceiling. <laughs> I'm not a pirate, so I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> Side note. Gotta love for guitar, of course. Did steal the water. Oh. <laughs> okay, great answer. Love it. Isabella, what about you? What character would you let borrow money from you? Um, That answer would be Appa. Uh, he can have oh. anything he wants. Yeah, of course. He can have my world. And I don't expect sure. him to pay me back. In fact, oh. I would refuse. It's not borrowing. It's yeah. not. It's a gift. Because oh. he's given us all so much that least I can do. Yeah. He deserves the oh, world. I got all kinds of food really? for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking someone might say top Bay Fung. She is a Bay Fung. She's not worried about money. Yeah, you could charge interest. That's true. Dante, you want to ask about our next round? So which character okay. from book two would you most like to create something with? artistic or utility or anything music song any you know i would like to create something with jet and jet let me be clear not in a romantic fashion (laughs) okay okay he's a little too flaky for me Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. love his treehouse i want to build a treehouse with jet and in this water park we're building there will be a treehouse water park San Dimas, <laughs> Raging Waters, Water Park with Jet in the trees. But does anyone else do that when you watch TV or movies? You're like, that would make an amazing ride. Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So Jet's Treehouse would be a section that I would love to have. I mean, my dream is uh, to one day have a backyard where I can put a treehouse. And yes. I suppose if I have children, Multiple they can go in it. Yeah, or I multiple. Suppose. Well, ideally, <laughs> yeah. they're connected. Like, there's a bunch of trees, and there's little tree connected. houses, and like a bridge yeah. between yeah. them. Yeah, you want to live in Endor. I get it. Your exactly. backyard is going to be like Endor. Yeah, <laughs> very lost. I'm right boys. there with you. Very, very lost. Boy. You can come, Dante. You'll, you'll you'll feel at home. I can come hang out. You'll feel right at home. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love Jet's style. You you only has one shoulder pad. You I know. <laughs> I know. He's very chic. That's the look. He has yeah. his little straw wheat. Yeah. Until he's hypnotized. <laughs> That he doesn't mm-hmm. have anymore. That's and that's how you know. That's, that's how you know. Okay, We're talking about building tree houses with Jet. Yeah. Again, yeah. another show, maybe a possible spinoff we could pitch to Avatar Studios. It's like this old house, but it's it's hosted by Jet. And <laughs> that's we great. go in and we do this old tree house. And we just got Jet going around updating yeah. your treehouse and really Perfect making it... use of the avatar verse there is actually a show called treehouse wars so treehouse something wars. like that and so yeah that that can be there his show he'll take go. over as host that could be a great new chapter for jet you know mm-hmm. we don't know what happened a lot of people think he's dead we don't know sure we don't know actually <laughs> he is a contractor now for treehouse he's a contractor no, all right. <laughs> so promote who are you creating something with from book two uh, well, I'm going to choose the master of doing it all, Sokka, for yeah, the, of the artistic skills, obviously. Mm-hmm. He can design it, and he can make it come to life. He's got all of it. I got to admit, not until I rewatched the show right now during this podcast that I realize or understand how smart or Sokka does everything. Oh, yeah. He's Batman. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but he doesn't have an actual superpower. Mm-hmm. He's just... I mean, he's rich. Got a lot and of And then he's gadgets, smart. It's great ideas. So, like, basically, Sokka is Batman. Sokka's yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canonically, no. yes. That's oh, now no, canon, don't, yeah. do, don't say that. Canonically. <laughs> Dante's just dropping canon the stuff Avatar all over. The Avatar Wiki. Avatar Wiki, Sokka's Batman. They're updating the site <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, and then the last question we asked is, uh, and I suspect I might know what Isabel's going to say, but maybe not. Uh what character would you like to comfort you when you're down? I was imagining you snuggling with Appa, but I can see no, that's not No, now happens. I so want to pick, pick that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pick Appa. I picked Ty Lee because yeah. Yeah. I love gymnastics. And I can't <gasps> do gymnastics, so I'd be like, Ty Lee, please show me some gymnastics. Like, when the Olympics rolls around, like, right. I am parked in front of the gymnastics. So Tally's always so bubbly. She's She's mood. so happy. Listen, she oh, has yeah. weaseled her way into the triad of May, Tylee, and Azula. She has picked May for something. She has picked Azula for something. I and know. she has picked Tylee for something. She is in that girl You're game. You're right there, mm-hmm. Isabel. Right You're right like, there. she's in 
That's canon. Surely antagonists and opposite. Okay, Tylee and May by the end are not antagonists. All right. True. No, okay. they go on a journey also. True. They go on a journey of their own. No, Tylee's just always so positive and so like that I just feel like she could help get me out of a rut. You know? That's a great I choice. Know. Who's comforting you when you're down? Promote. I, you know, Isabel's had such amazing answers. I feel bad every time I choose the like obvious one, but I'm going with Iroh. You know, who better yeah. to comfort you when you're yeah. down? I yeah. love Iroh. He's going to give you a nice cup of tea. Hot cup of tea. Words of wisdom. Exactly. And when I was a kid, you know, he was comforting to watch those episodes. And he really offered a lot of wisdom as the Absolutely. most natural. Answer. He's comforting now. Yeah, it. he's comforting now. <laughs> That's great. I'm, in, I'm 100% with that. Yeah. Um. So what in book two, what town or city or, or wilderness area would you like to visit? Okay, going back to earlier when you were saying, Isabella, you keep choosing small underground places. Yes. Um, I couldn't decide between the secret tunnel or the library and specifically the planetarium in the library. Oh, I yes. love to be in small, dark places. I know that that's crazy. Wow. I love this. <laughs> It is. But being in the tunnel with the crystals lighting up, I'm a badger mole. Um, Foreshadow alert for what bender I am. I know. I I can feel it. Mm. I, yeah. Mm. I mean, but the planetarium scene is just so cool. Like, I, that's great. That's how I remember planetarium is from when I was a kid. And then going to them as adults, I'm like, this isn't what it's like, but this kind Mm. of lives it for me. All right. Great. Promo, what about you? Where would you go? Um, so on the underground note, um, I'm going to choose the Crystal Caverns under Bossing yes. Say. And Love. there's this brief moment in the show where they refer to it as old Bossing Say. And ah. haven't asked the guys about it yet, but I'm going to. And I want to okay. know what that was. That is a great call. Old Bossing Say. good question. Oh, my gosh. We're going to crack this wide open. Thanks, Promote. Oh, wonderful. Uh, wonderful. Uh, that's one of the only places that you guys overlapped was sort of in the like earth crystals kind of that like mm-hmm. cave like environment, um, which I have to say I would fully do also. Um, okay, so we got to get our basic three. We, we love that you stretched your brains with us and um, such amazing answers for those. Uh, but now we just want to know you have a favorite hy- hybrid animal that you especially like from what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with the saber-toothed moose lion, yes. which, you know, is yes. it's so cuddly poops. random. Yeah, exactly. Fufu cuddly poops. And it was it's so random, but I it's my favorite. It. I loved that episode. Oh, I love so that animal. And I wish we yes. saw more of it. I kid yes. you not, Promote. That was what I had. <gasps> no way. Fufu cuddly poops. You guys are both saber-toothed yeah. moose lions. I, I wrote that it. down, I, but I specified as a baby. As a baby. Oh, I wrote yeah. down oh, the exact same thing. I like the adult because it was so cool. Oh, <laughs> the adult was okay. cool. It was a little All bit right. unmanageable. We got the family spoken for. That is fabulous. Um, okay, what's next, Dante? You want to ask uh, one of well, our other classics? do you guys have any uh, favorite ships, relationships within the Avatarverse? Maybe even book two, but anywhere in the Avatarverse. Anyone? Anyone? Mappa. <laughs> Momo okay. and Appa. Momo and Appa. I should have known she was going to say this. She <laughs> yeah. warned me that she was going to say this. Momo and Appa <laughs> is awesome. They, they do. It they reminds do. me of Shrek and Donkeys. This is a little Shrek yes. reference just for Brian. Shrek and Donkeys relationship. So that's why I, I, I think Momo and Appa could really hit it off. They have a successful relationship. They did. And like, that's so cute at the end of the Cave of Two Lovers where Momo's like catching Appa up on like, all because mm-hmm. they got yeah. separated on everything that happened. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, there's a debrief happening. I love it. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. And during Appa's last days when they were like doing the, the, you know, Momo's doing flyers and he's sad too. He's looking for Appa. He's delivering flyers. That guy, is, he missed Appa also during yeah. those days. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, they already have a great communication channel going on they talk to each other they're supporting each other i just think it has all the makings of a really strong relationship so yeah that's beautiful promote who do you ship oh man following that up is crazy now i've had lots of arguments with my girlfriend about zutara so i'm gonna say no zutara sorry dante i didn't say one thing what Just to, I had to say it because I, it hurts me every time during these podcasts to hear people yeah. talk about Zutar. But oh, my favorite hurts is What's your favorite ship? Suka. Sokka and Suki. Yay. 
all time. Great chip. I mean, I can't argue with that for a second. I love it. I love it too. I mean, I want to see more. (laughs) Isabella said, "Uh." I don't know. Danger, danger. Osaka. Exactly. Okay. This is going to take us to our final question. We've gotten right. some strong hints from Isabella, strong hints about what kind of vendor she would be. Uh, promote, I have to say, I have absolutely no idea what you're going to say. So, Isabella, let's start with you. You've been teasing us through the entire episode. What kind of vendor would you be? Yeah, absolutely a swamp vendor. Whoa. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not a swamp vendor. Oh, my uh, Earth vendor, for sure. Earth vendor. Earth vendor. Awesome. Earth, shout out to the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. Very powerful place, very strong people. The badger moles, you love those small places. I would dig myself tunnels to go everywhere. (laughs) I love (laughs) Love it. That's great. Okay, all right. We got ourselves an earthbender. Okay, promote. What kind of bender? If you were a bender in the Avatarverse, what kind of bender would you be? Oh, man. Now, this is like the hardest question of the night. Um, But my like hard choice was to pick water. And it's because I'm very... I'm very cool. I try to go with the flow. I'm not very, I don't think I'm stubborn enough to be in the Earth Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a great affinity for the Earth Kingdom. I would love to be an Earth Vendor. Yes. I don't think I am. Did Promote just call me stubborn? <laughs> he said something just about you, stubbornness. You're of lucky. Some of the Earth Kingdom he, people. At least he's saying he loves the Earth Kingdom. He has showed zero love for the Fire Nation. I have not heard Promote say, I didn't want to say in nothing. In addition to Promote loving the, the Earth Kingdom, no one's saying. <laughs> And I love that Fire Nation promote. I'm noticing. I don't the know what's going that. on here. No Zutara, <laughs> no Fire Nation. I love Dante. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dante. I love Zuko. So there we Thank go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful. You love Uncle Iroh. Uncle Iroh would comfort you. Ah, yes. There's some good Uncle folks Iroh. in the fire. We're some good people mm-hmm. out here. We're not all mm-hmm. power hungry. Mm-hmm. Just you know. Chaos mongering, (laughs) folks. We there's some good people. It's just not all scary teenage girls. That's right. Yeah, some of those teenage girls are scary. I know. I feel like we had a run of firebenders for a while, so maybe maybe everybody's kind of bringing Dante back to earth a little bit. We don't know. We have some more guests (laughs) coming up, Varney, and we may have some firebenders join us soon. Yeah, you never know, friends. This has been so much fun. We kept you so much longer than we meant to. we knew we we're gonna have a blast. We're so happy to have you in our world and be in your world. And um, thank you for sharing a little part of your avatar. Thank you guys so much. So fun hanging out with you guys. Thanks for having us. This yeah, was so great. This was, this was awesome. All right, guys, that was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Avatar: Braving the Elements. And hey, make sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a review. All of that really helps the podcast so much. And we love you guys. Next week, we're recapping City of Walls and Secrets with Brian Konetsko, and this is apparently a favorite episode of his. You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. And I'm at Dante Bosco on both of those. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.